The Home Show. With Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. Welcome to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. On the show this morning, cold as ice, we look at the ways to stay cosy in your home to avoid cranking up the heating. Jewellery for your front door, we find the ultimate Christmas wreath in our Home Show Christmas Masterclass. Do you have a foodie in your home where we look at the must-have kitchen accessories? And our resident architect, Roisin Murphy, hits the high street to look at the Christmas interior trends for the year. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at The Home Show, 53106 for 30 cent, or email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. You'll find me over on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to our show or any elements of it uh, on the podcast, which is on the News Talk app, powered by Go Loud. Just search for The Home Show with Sinead Ryan. And sure, who else would it be with? Well, you're very, very welcome along this morning. Now, one of the most heartwarming scenes uh, at Christmas every year is seeing returning family members coming through those airport gates. There's usually a band playing or a bit of music or a choir. And so many people didn't get to do that uh, last year and indeed may not this year. I must say I'm looking forward to collecting my own daughter uh, on Christmas Eve, bright and early uh, and hoping that she'll make it home for Christmas. But I am conscious there's lots and lots of families that won't be possible, especially those in far flung places. So we are on on Christmas Day because the home show falls on a Saturday, as does Christmas Day, and we are going to be running a show. So what I'd like to do is ask any of you out there, if you want your loved ones who are abroad to tune into the show that morning, we will send them greetings on your behalf. So if you'd like to send them to us, 53106 on text or the home show at newstalk.com, we'll gather them all together and we will pump them out on Christmas morning uh, to loved ones who may be tuning in and listening from abroad. So please do that and let us know. Uh, But for today, it is Saturday and you're welcome along to the home show. Yes, indeedy. And that was Tom Jones. We do like a bit of Tom Jones on this show and Karis Matthews. Uh, And why are we playing that song? Well, between working from home and the cold snap in the weather. I don't know about you, but I now have the heating on pretty much all of the time. With the rise in energy costs, though, I am dreading my bills. So I thought it would be a good idea to look at some of the more ingenious and cheap or free ways uh, because I'm a bit of a cheapskate uh, that can help us stay toasty and warm and not break the bank. So we decided to bring in our good friend of the show and home show uh, home of the year winner Jennifer Sheehan to talk to us all about it. Hello Jennifer. Good morning. Welcome to studio. Hello. It's chilly. It is chilly. There is definitely a cold snap in the air and do you know, I often think the most depressing thing about this time of year, even though we're all very happy and all that and it's Christmas, is the fact that we're not going to have that kind of short sleeve sitting out in the sun till probably May. It's, <laughs> oh God, that's grim. That's so grim. Okay, I know, I know. But let's get on to it. Let's get on to better <laughs> stuff. Um, so we thought we'd ask you as our expert this week because you live, I don't know how you did this. You lived without any central heating when you first bought your little artisan cottage before you did it up. Yes. How did you cope? How long it, was it for? It was nine months. Oh my 
my god you I have moved a baby in. in that time and you managed without your heating that's far bigger <laughs> Is it is it the same accomplishment? It was nine months. I moved in in March 2019 and it was very cold. I don't know if anyone remembers. There was a real cold snap around that time and the house was, it was damp. The walls were quite wet. There was no central heating. Um, and so I had to get innovative to survive. It was that serious. An innovative <laughs> didn't include checking into a hotel. Did it? it did not. No, not when you're saving for innovation. It would be my innovation because I'm a complete wimp when it comes to the cold. I can't bear it. I think women have cold. That's my my medical uh, hat on me. I don't have a medical hat, folks. Women have colder blood and colder bones, and we need to eat a little bit more. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, Jennifer, you went off and you researched some ways that we can just use um, without sticking on the heating, maybe up jacking it up because. It's very expensive. It's so expensive. Uh, and environmentally unfriendly and all that. So tell us what you've come up with. Yeah, it's expensive and it's getting more expensive. So these are things, lots of these I've tried myself. Some of these I haven't. So <laughs> I'm dying to hear what people think. The first thing is the amount of heat that you are putting into your house. So that's really where the cost, you know, can come from. So first of all, get to know your heater. If, you, if you're lucky enough to have central heating. Which I wasn't. Get to know your heater. Get familiar with your thermostat. Try to understand, are you are you putting on the heat too much? Do you need to be pumping as much heat into the house as you are? Could you be timing it a little bit better? Is your is your tank, is your water tank very well insulated? Mm. Because you can really, you know, you can lose a lot of heat before you even begin. Mm. Um, you can be pumping too much of it out. If you're in a position to get a smart meter, that can really, mm. really, really help. And of course, there is a smart meter programme being rolled out now by ESB Networks across the country. And uh, I got mine uh, last, a couple of months ago. You, you know, it's free. They're it's just free. doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure quite yet what difference it's made, but I'm I'm hopeful that it'll start churning out data on what I'm using, where exactly. I'm using it. And, and I, I think just that nudge can help people think, you know, without kind of judging, am I too hot? Am I too cold? It's just seeing the numbers there. This is costing you this. This is how much you're using. Just kind of can nudge in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. So that is the the most helpful thing, I think, is those insights back on, you know, when are you overdoing it? When can you be, be scaling back? And where could you maybe be, be heating up, you know, your water tank, for example, at a cheaper electricity mm, rate or, mm, or, or, mm. or energy rate? And of course, gas is cheaper than electricity. So yes. if you have and you're lucky enough to have natural gas, that's the one you should be putting on rather than the immersion. Yes. The dreaded immersion. Never put on the immersion. An aversion to an immersion in Ireland. We Never put on the immersion. Horror of child. Childhoods, your mother coming <laughs> after you with the wooden spoon because the immersion was left on. Yeah. Okay, so get to know your heating system. Uh, and actually those gadgets you can get, you know, the the Hive and the Natasha yeah. and Climote and all that, they're really great. So they're great. I personally don't have one, so I can't speak to, to personal experience. But I'll tell you what I did instead of, if you're not in a position to get one of, one of those, which are great. What I did was for a couple of weeks, I just kept a little diary. <laughs> Of when I was feeling warm oh, and when I was feeling good. cold. And I know that sounds like overkill, but people were saying, put your thermostat on a timer. And I was going, what time though? You know, when am I going to use it? When am I not? And so I literally just kept it in a notebook. When am I showering? When do I want the hot water? When am I feeling a bit too hot? When am I feeling a bit too cold? And what I found was that first thing in the morning, I was actually a bit too warm. So I was waking up and the house was a bit too hot. And then around kind of six, seven, I was getting a little bit of a, of a chill. 
I think that's when I was winding down for the day, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, maybe digesting my dinner, whatever it was. Um, and so that really helped me figure out when should I be setting the time. Now, of course, in your gorgeous little house, uh, I imagine it's quite quick to heat oh, up once heat it it's with on. a candle. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> okay, so that's a great tip. All right, get to know your heating system. Don't just be passive about it, and especially with the cost of it at the moment. Okay, brilliant. All right, next up. Okay, so that was heat in. Next up is heat out. So if you are letting heat out of your house, then you may as well just be, you know, heating it by burning Mm. 20 euro notes, Mm. right? So the first thing is any cracks, any gaps, seal that up because there is heat, you know, it really, really can flit out, especially the colder it gets, the faster the heat will escape from your house. That's just the, the laws of thermodynamics, right? So... Anything you can find, you can buy sealant, for example, in any hardware shop. There's also a can of foam that you can get. So if you're seeing anything, if you're seeing cracks in the walls, if you're seeing cracks in the floors, you know, particularly along the edges where, mm. where walls meet or where they There is a fierce the draft where the skirting board doesn't quite meet the floor. Yeah. I mean, it can be powerfully cold. Yeah. So a little can of sealant, like a, it's, it's you know, the stuff that you'd use in, in showers. That's DIY for you. <laughs> what about the rest of us? Do we get it's in very, somebody to it's do that? Watch YouTube videos. It is genuinely very easy. You get a little can of sealant. You get a little kind of corner scraper thing. There's, yeah. That's the technical term okay. for it, I believe. Good, if you good to know. Good to know. Um, and, you know, it, it's not that hard and it's easy to remove. So if you mess it up, just try it or out. Maybe try it out in an invisible corner. Bit. Yeah, yeah, first. Exactly. Okay. So stop the drafts. Anything else that's going to help us do that? So when I was living in my extremely drafty house, cracks <laughs> everywhere, I got the foam strips that go around the door. So these are the kind of, um, they're built for going around doorways they're built for architraves they're like stick you could put on, them actually they? where the yeah. where the the skirting meets the floor oh, yeah. okay. and they stick on and they're really really effective I also I had a massive chimney and there was so much heat going out of that chimney so I bought I found it on Amazon it's called a chimney balloon mm. and it's this foil thing mm. <laughs> that you you stick up your chimney breast as far Indeed. as you can and then there's a, a tube that comes out of it and you inflate it yourself. You just blow into it. And it the way it inflates, because it's foil, it it fills up yeah. to, to cover every gap. And if I can and add a top effective. tip from personal experience, remember to take that out before you set your first yes. fire. <laughs> I've heard of that a number of times. <laughs> and also, uh, if you have uh, birds at the top of your nest, you know, get the cowl in. You don't want, you don't want the birds landing on that. Yeah. It's very all tragic end. So that's right. really effective. Okay. I also covered all my windows at the time with film. So yeah. you can buy that. It's 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 kind of a stick on thing. You put it on with a hairdryer. It is. That's great. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just like you, you if you can't afford the double or triple glazing yeah. to be put in, you just kind of put it over it like a Blue Peter type of yeah. moment and then hairdryer it on. All right. Yeah. I am speaking great with stuff. Jennifer Sheehan, Home of the Year winner uh, on the Home Show on News Talks Morning and she's giving us her top keeping the heating in and keeping the cold out tips. Uh, Jennifer, what else now? The, the whole the whole thing about the simple things like the draft excluders, right? Now, yeah. Of course, there's great technological solutions. You can't beat an old sausage dog. You can't beat a sausage dog. And if you, you can make them. So if you have an old pair of tights or you have, you know, some really long tube socks and maybe some rags that you're thinking of throwing out, stuff them into that sock, stuff them into the, the, the tights. And you have a draft excluder. Kids project for over Christmas. Decorate them and everything. Wonderful. All right. Okay. Uh, Layers, of course. Layers and layers. So I was researching this and I was surprised because if I'm chilly, I tend to put on a scarf. I tend to put on gloves. I tend to put on socks. And actually the advice is the opposite. It's warm your core first. Okay. So lots of jumpers. Put on an extra cardigan. Nipper brandy. 
and nip it panty. That's actually we're talking core. I was <laughs> devastated to find out that that is not the answer to keeping no. warm. Apparently, it makes you feel warm, but it actually cools you down. Right. So okay, cup of tea, cup and of a tea. mince pie. Cup all right. Okay, well, we're all for that. Yeah. All right. And finally, anything else? So I came across. I don't know how much I can recommend this. Uh, on air go go ahead <laughs> massive caveat this is a huge fire hazard right so just bear that in mind but I came across a thing about DIY heaters DIY space heaters so if you're not in a position to, to buy one or you don't want to use up electricities uh, clay pots and tea lights apparently can be turned into quite an effective DIY heater now this is one of the things on the internet that has been so divisive that I've seen people calling each other names really? <laughs> getting into fights So when about, you say a clay pot what are you talking the little diffusers or Just you know stuff that you would put um, uh, plants in oh, terracotta right. pots so I've seen people go to all sorts of I, the simplest one I saw was people putting tea lights into little muffin tray or cupcake tins Right and putting an upside down pot over that I've seen much more sophisticated versions where they were, you know, measuring how far apart the clay pots should be and they were holding them together with screws and nails and, and all sorts of things. And what's the theory? That the clay absorbs the heat and then emits it? Yeah, so the ah, theory is, okay. right, according to the laws of thermodynamics, you know, the amount of energy in a room is, is constant. It's finite. So if you're lighting uh, tea lights, they're about 30 watts each and that is that is that. But the theory with these clay pots and these DIY heaters is is that the type of energy that they can convert it into is um, is more effective for warming you up. So it traps the heat closer to you rather than sending it up into one constant spiral up into the ceiling where it's no good to you. It keep it warms up the terracotta. It keeps it closer to you, and so if you can wrap yourself around it in a way that doesn't set well, you on I, fire, it can be day theoretically is a more opportunity <laughs> on the home show. You're going to go hug a clay pot, hug a clay pot <laughs> under instruction <laughs> from Jennifer Sheehan, who is not giving you, you is not taking any responsibility for any of it <laughs> with your tea lights inside it. All right, I may be doing that and also having the nip of brandy. All right, now listen, Jennifer. Thank you so much uh, for coming in and talking to us all about that and I believe you are going to be making an appearance not in the panto but on our Christmas show even better even better <laughs> yeah, I sure well, will I can't wait I'm looking forward to yes, that Christmas folks, day yes folks we are on Christmas day 8am while you're uh, hugging your clay pot or making your <laughs> breakfast or whatever whatever you've resorted to having had the kids up for four hours at that stage and you can join into the home show and we will listen to Jennifer there as well alright Jennifer thank you so much uh, lovely uh, to hear from you yet again and, uh, and we'll see you on Christmas day thanks for having me I'm looking forward to it the Ho Ho Home Show Christmas Masterclass Yes, it's that time in the show where we have our Home Show Christmas Masterclass as we help you make this the most stylish Christmas ever. We've top tips over the weeks from experts who will help give some much needed sparkle to this festive season. And today we're talking about one of my favourite things, Christmas wreaths. They have come on so much uh, since the ones that maybe we remember from our childhood. You can get them in all different styles and materials. And I came across a wonderful husband and wife team who are creating some of the most fantastic ones for inside and and outside the home. Esther Gerard, founder and owner of Elements of Action, joins me this morning. Good morning, Esther. Welcome to The Home Show. Good morning. Thank you for having me on this morning. Now, we talk, I talked to a lot of husband and wife couples who are in creative businesses together, uh, artists. And, um, you know, I'm always fascinated by that, that dynamic of kind of living together and working together. 
Uh, how does that partnership work for you and your husband? Well, we're a collaborative design practice and um, Ed Coveney is my husband and I'm Esther Gerard. But it works well, you know, we, 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 we get on very well, obviously, being husbands and wives and um, we bring different skills to to the company. I'm a, I'm a project manager and landscape architect. Ed was a stonemason previously and is the maker of a lot of our furniture that we make. So we make um, bespoke furniture in brass and marble and also do garden designs and landscape projects as well. So kind of multifaceted. So we, uh, we work well together. Now, I want to start <laughs> with the uh, Christmas wreaths themselves because you have different ones and I've actually, I've, t- I've had a look at these because you were, you were featured down at the Ballymaloo Craft Fair earlier in the month and actually I, I saw them there and they were just absolutely beautiful. These are metal wreaths which of course people might that might people might find that unusual because they're used to kind of bark or, or um, willow and foliage mm-hmm. and pine and all that. Tell me how the brass wreaths came about. Yeah so they are slightly alternative Christmas wreaths and uh, a little bit more unique than your traditional festive wreath as you were saying. So um, it came about because we make uh, furniture in a lot of brass and marble. And um, uh, two years ago, we actually won the RDS Craft Awards in 2019. And as part of that, we got a space in Gifted in the RDS. So we were thinking of mirrors and, you know, console tables and coffee tables that we, we usually make and that they're not really Christmas gifts not really what you buy for Christmas you you might if you've been very good for yourself big stocking so um we came up with the idea of a um a wreath which is made out of brass so it's a solid brass band which is hand rolled and we range from sizes of um you know 30 about the size of a ruler up to the size a meter in diameter Mm. and the idea is that it's kind of a very sculptural and kind of unique wreath and you just add on your foraged things that you might have in the garden we provide sort of willow hydrangea pampas grasses um locally foraged things but it makes it a very unique piece and sculptural and you know nearly japanese and it's it's the, the very simple gold ring and then you have little additions on it so it's not just for christmas it can be up in your house for the whole year of Easter wreaths and harvest wreaths sort of at the Halloween time. That's the thing and actually they are so adaptable then as a result because they're not covered in holly and Christmas berries that, that you can only use one time during the year and best of all it comes in a kit now, I, I'm, that immediately sets off alarm bells in my head because I'm not particularly <laughs> artistic. Does the kit come with instructions Esther? Uh, yes, yeah, for the creative types, and it's really, really very easy. And as I was saying, sort of the the thing with the the brass ring is that really minimal additions uh, make a very sculptural and lovely decorative piece for your house. So it has instructions. And what 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 I recommend is that if you add anything in trees, so we have included sort of. Um, actually some festive type um type greens so you can add holly yourself you can get three three different things in a bunch so we have larch which are these dinky little little cones that work perfectly on a small wreath and we've added that and some dried hydrangea and then just some festive like like your christmas tree branches you could nearly snip a few bits off 
if you put two or three of those together, and we've provided the little um, wire, so it's brass wire that you can just clip with a normal scissors. You don't need anything specialist. And you wrap those together first, three of those, and then you wrap that onto your wreath. Mm. Beautiful. And then two or three, or even one, and then the branch just looks perfect. So the trick is not to overload, not to feel you have to put things all the way around this band and kind of make it very jazzy. It's just to make it an elegant, uh, draw your eye maybe to one section of it. Yeah, exactly. And if you add those threes, you could two, like four or five on one side. What's been quite popular now, as I've seen, is more grasses all on one side or in one quarter of a ring. And it looks really beautiful. We don't provide the grasses because that kind of thing falls apart and it's very difficult to transport. But it does you mean... You go out yourself. It does mean when Christmas is over, though, you can untie all those decorations and then maybe use it for spring flowers or, you know, some ribbons or something else that you might want exactly. to keep Exactly. Or like I was saying, the Easter wreath. They've become really popular. You just, you get some of your sort of lovely yellows and things you have at that time of year Gorgeous. and attach them. And the great thing about the brass wire that we use is that you can just clip it off with a normal scissors. Perfect. And, really and the easy. cost of the kit, Esther? So the kit is 40 euros. Right. Okay. And so it comes all in a box, all, all, all secured in. Yeah. Lovely. Free, All right. free delivery in, in postal delivery in Ireland. Now, before I let you go, Esther, you mentioned earlier the furniture business and particularly mirrors. Mm. And these are always a, a favourite piece in any house, in any room. Talk to me a little bit about mirrors and, and what you make and also where mirrors should go and where people should put them in their home. Mirrors are um, sort of quite a personal thing, I suppose. We make bespoke mirrors because um, really every hall is different. Every bathroom has a different sink. Every bedroom, you know, one corner of it needs something. So our mirrors range in size from from small dinky ones to the three hundred mil, the size of a, a ruler, like I was saying, right up to giant very big mirrors like 1.5 meter real signature pieces above mantelpieces and things like that the bespoke element means that um, you get what you want for your house uh, we make mirrors with brass bands uh, that can go up to very big sizes uh, they can be framed so you can have a brass frame at the front and we also do them with wood and bog oak inlay actually which are very beautiful sort of black and brass inlay Beautiful. That sounds absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and the traditional, you were talking about over the mantelpiece there, but I think people are just putting mirrors all over their house now, standing mirrors in the hall. We've learned about previously on this show, um, mirrors upstairs to kind of give you that depth of space. I, I presume you're a big fan of all that? Yes, absolutely. And mirrors in halls, we have these um, smaller ones that, that have a little side band, which is serrated, so it catches the light in a hall or upper stairs and we've seen people buy four or five of them so that there's a little kind of splash of light in your mirrors up so very sculptural in ways but um also functional good all right and you can see all of those on your instagram site which is called elements of action uh, and you'll also i see now i'm looking at it now and there's some little pictures of that wreath mind you they're beautifully made i'm not sure i'd be able to replicate that uh, in the oh, kitchen <laughs> if it came with plenty of instructions and a video maybe all right well listen um what's what's for yourself for christmas now um esther what, what are you going to be uh, doing 
Oh well, hopefully all going well. But seeing my 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 father and my my family, and just uh, we just love eating lovely food and going for walks and things like that. Oh. So hopefully we can all gather. Sounds very traditional, and uh, and that's I think what the way most people like it. All right. Well, listen, Esther Gerard, thank you so much for joining us. That's Elements of Action. Uh, do take a look at that. Read Kit. It's very interesting. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on to the home show today. Thank you very much for, for having us on. We really appreciate it being a small business. Thank you. I'm going to welcome back our own elf on the freshly painted shelf, <laughs> Rosine Murphy. You are uh, welcome along to the home show as ever. Uh, hope you're doing well this week. Yes, very well this week. Yeah. Good. Enjoying the crisp the crisp drop in temperature. Have you softened it now with all the decorations up? I bet you have everything up, do you? I put the Christmas tree on the mighty red bullet, the micra, last night and we went up to Child Vision to collect a tree and he was looking at me going, I can get it because I've got we've tall ceilings and we managed to get um, an eight foot or nine foot tree on the top oh of the micra. Oh my, what? Quite, quite a challenge. We sailed down the, the road metaphorically <laughs> with the tree on top. It was really cute though because the kids are going, you're, you're a lunatic. I was kind of going, look, at I move furniture all the time. But it was very cute because it's in the house now and it's one of the water bowls, you know, the ones that the, the tree sits on because yeah. I've promised the kids I get in the 1st of December every year because I used to leave it to the very end. And apparently you have to prep the base of your tree if you're doing a tree in a water bowl. Right. Yeah. So just to anybody out there, if you're buying one for the water bowls, they won't work unless you kind of do a little bit of sanding on the tree when it comes back um, yeah, uh, if you've a tough one bought one. Because four weeks an awful long time to have a tree yes. that's dead. Somewhere. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, what we, <laughs> we are kicking off today with yes. our Ho Ho Home Show Masterclass. The Ho Ho Home Show Christmas Masterclass. Ah, okay. Who are you getting in to do that now? <laughs> Go on. And she's here. Yes, that's right. Uh, We are looking at interiors and I know we do a lot of this on the show, but actually what we wanted to focus on was uh, interiors across a whole range of budgets, uh, Roisin. Yeah. For what's on trend, what should people be getting in? We're not big fans of fast fashion and I know you're not either, Mm. uh, especially when it comes to this. But there are some lovely ideas out there nonetheless. What have you found for us? Okay, well, I went across the three kind of staples in Ireland, um, Duns, Pennies, as it is known uniquely in Ireland, not Primark as it is everywhere else, uh, Pennies, and I had a quick look in Arnott's and we also stopped in Kilkenny Design. So we did the big hitters, if you know what I mean. There's a sprinkling of independent shops in there as well. Um, and we, if we have time, we'll do it, but otherwise we'll talk about them next week. So the idea really is to see, I wanted to see, and we, I had a look at Meadows and Burns as well. Okay, now, I'm going to say it to you, nothing much has changed. Christmas is Christmas is Christmas. Mm. Okay, so it is you're talking the theme very strongly this year, as it seems to be in the Biden household, very traditional looking non themed trees, if you know what I mean, and non themed right. Christmas decorations. Okay, so just throw we, on the baubles, the tinsel, the decorations. Don't feel you have to be purple and gold or white and red. Uh, precisely. There is very much a kind of a universal sprinkling of the traditional colours of red, green, frosted baubles, frosted, the old classic 
flipper or ice skate seems to be still running amok. Um, and all that's they're all the ones that are running there. I mean, you're getting there are a few bits and pieces. There's a new little bit of what we are calling seeing a pine tree garland emerge. And that's coming across from the independent retailers right through to pennies where you'll see what are traditionally pine cones attached to a string. So that's that kind of very earthy, mm. linen-y. And there's a little bit of that creeping into the pennies collection are get are definitely hopping on the kind of hygge bandwagon Christmas, that Swedish look. Mm. But you and Arnott's is a little bit pinker, I have to say. There's a little bit if you go on, they're they're knocking their online out of the ballpark when it comes to accessibility and ideas. They're the only one that are really framing a Christmas theme, if you know what I mean, mm, mm. on their web if you're looking at it. But pennies, uh, they're still, I'd say, where they're kind of acing it is still in the jumpers, the the kind of the what we would associate as those uh, you know, China hot chocolate snuggling in fireside rugs and do a special Christmas themed uh, bedding. Now this is something I'm not happy about. Oh, I have to say, really, Santa well, on well, your bed? It, okay, it's not not that. It's it's very, no, they're doing it very nicely. It's what what and this is across. You see it in Meadows and Burns as well with the decorations. They're selling these plaid coloured traditional bedding. Yeah, they've been around now quite a long time. That plaid. They're there for years. Yeah, pajamas and, and, yeah. and, and all that. But it's, it's a duvet cover. So okay. you have a pla- a kind of special Christmas duvet cover. Okay. And you would have got them years ago in dorm and would have had a very high-end range of these. But the thing I don't like about it is it is that thing of suddenly we're having bed bed bedding that's Christmas themed. Yeah. So it you is can't that choose it the rest moment. of the, the year. Yeah. yeah. But you can put it away yeah. for now for subsequent years, you I suppose. Put it away, yeah. but Okay, tell me what what, uh, is in Dunn's now. What have they gone for? Dunn's, okay, Dunn's have their their separate collections of Considered and Paul Costello and uh, Helen James and all of that. It is beautiful. And what I love about that is that there's, you can kind of cross between four or five um, collections or looks across, but they also have their main looks, which is the kind of, um, what I would say is their baubles are very, very good. They're very good price and they're they're actually quite nice. They have these kind of what mm. you would call large, expensive ornaments at a really good price. Mm, mm. And they're classy looking. They mm. are actually quite mm. classy. I yeah. mean, whatever um, Margaret Heffernan has in her tea every morning, she <laughs> is bringing a certain, like she's definitely bringing that, that, yeah. that look. At, I would say, again, you'd like them to kind of vamp up that. Christmas because Arnott's have done it not out of the park yeah. where you're in and you're completely submerged in the kind of concept yeah, of Christmas and it, actually I think shopping. you see so much it can be initially hard to choose between it which yes, is presumably what they precisely. want you to do and buy the whole thing now you mentioned Kilkenny yes. Design one of my favourites yeah. uh, what, what do they yeah. have going on well, I, what I love about Kilkenny Design is they have very traditional ornaments that look like they have these kind of robins that have a little plaid kind of pinny on the front of it. They then have an awful lot of Newbridge silverware. Um, what I would have gotten over the years from my in-laws, which would be a little kind of silver boot and you put a photograph of your godchild and a lovely gift to give. They then have a lot of Galway crystal, but they will have more traditional porcelain things as well that we would know that are made in Ireland. Yeah. The grown up but, decorations, not grown for the children's tree <laughs> heirlooms and also uh, you know industrial but they, again there's an awful lot of emphasis on sort of the Irish the kind of you know that Irish brand is is it is doing the rounds and they have some lovely trees as well from Tipperary Crystal tiny little kind of coloured trees and things so they're, they're, they're bringing the decorations are sort of 
inheritable pieces, which is very nice. And I Wonderful. do think that that now, again, in the small retailers, particularly the Irish design shop, you'll find little porcelain bells mm. um, and very cute, very crystal balls like the the plain. Are, there is still difficulty in locating a plain crystal clear ball. OK, a mm. hand blown crystal clear ball Like you will get one. They, they are so tempted to cut a star into it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> OK, just give us a plane. More is more. Um, there's all right. More is more. Okay. No, now not that's always. some So some great ideas. And and yeah. above all, Roisin, what I'm hearing from you is buy Irish and buy local. And, and buy there's Irish. so much. There's no need to go. Um, no. You know, no. and ask Jeff Bezos to send you your Christmas uh, no, decorations no. and interiors. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's loads absolutely. available. There's absolutely loads out there and we haven't even touched on the independent retailers, which I would like to go back to at we some will, point. We'll because... do that again. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. okay. Brilliant. But um, yes. while we are waiting for that and we will do that again and folks, send us in your, yeah. maybe your favourite Christmas decoration, the one that has been passed down through generations. Oh, the homemade and, uh, ones. Lovely. The homemade ones. And we'll, we'll, we'll oh, take I a look at the them and we'll, we'll tweet we can't them can't beat them. All right. But now, yeah. uh, so we're going to move into the kitchen now and it's time for this. <laughs> And that is Martika's kitchen. <laughs> I have we're... no idea what I'm listening are... to there. <laughs> it's an eclectic choice. Uh, but we are moving into no the kitchen idea. because yes. we wanted to talk about kitchen essentials. And this is about the yeah. gadgets and the gizmos. I have to say my f- lockdown fail was buying mm. a pasta machine, which remains intact ah, in my press. No, uh, unfortunately, you didn't fell get for it. I fell for it. I fell for it. Uh, and I spent a lot of money on it. Online still. Who are you telling? 100 euros. You can so, wrap it up and, g- and you can gift it to somebody, but not me. I'll, and I'll, was, I'll shoot it. There was a time during the first lockdown where you, you couldn't... Uh, a pasta maker couldn't be had for love nor money really? and everybody was rushing out buying it and then I got one wow. and I never used it. Wow. So talk to me about kitchen essentials, your okay. favourites, what you must have and where you're going to get them. Let me just say, I love this featured item because I have a small and undying passion for one utensil that I think every person has always wanted and that is your classic kitchen mixer. For me, they, my mother had one. She gave it to my sister-in-law. It was a bitter pill. I was so <laughs> fond. You know, your mother has this one kind of mixer. My brother married very young. And so she, they automatically, their times were hard. They got given the mixer. But it was like an engagement ring. I think a good mixer, whether it's Kenwood, KitchenAid, whatever it is, they, they and they're designed now so they kind of stand on your kitchen island. You're doing a Nigella. Nothing says Christmas more than... A, a well, that's a controversial view because I, I'm one for keeping all of that electronic gadgets away, tucked away in the press until they need to be used. You're like kind of flaunting it out there on the counter. Small space syndrome. I have, I have, it's, it's a question of flaunting because you don't have any place to put it. Okay, that's all. Maybe with the okay. new kitchen, they'll go away. But what I, I couldn't even get a full one. I can't, it's the first thing I'm going to buy. I had to get a little handheld one. Mm. And I thought, okay, if I'm getting one, I researched the whole lot in terms of what you're looking for. 
in a kitchen appliance really is um, ball bearings are the thing you need to see if you know with the rotating whisks. Oh, so right. make sure you get. Bo- yeah. So I would be quite a fanatic of one about it. So th- I'm not going to put that in a drawer. I'm going to be look what I got a kitchen aid. Look one. what I got. Well, if I had a kitchen one, absolutely, that's the place to put it. Okay, yeah, so but, so the the um, keep your appliances say, out. Uh, the kitchen mixer <laughs> and give us another one. Last one before you go. Well, okay, what I would say is never buy a um one. I well, I wouldn't be an espresso fan. What I would say is always get a good um cafetiere or. Uh, a mocha coffee maker or an espresso maker that they are stand like they're and and a set of knives like a sabatier set a big block now, of I good knives will last you a lifetime. Not agree with you more. I'm not a fan of coffee machines. I do drink a lot of coffee, but yeah. I'd be the one who'd like be constantly machines. every time I'd walk into the kitchen, I'd feel necessary to press one of those buttons and have another yeah. espresso. So actually yeah. the cafetiere is just like the coffee is just as good, isn't it? Or is that it's, it's I think it's just as good, but I also think it is one of the, I think it's a bit like the bread maker or the tea alarm clock that we had in the 70s and 80s. The Nespresso thing, George Clooney talking about the environment, but still producing all that waste. You can't be a very simple one, mm. you know, with, with less production involved. Mm. But I also think they look great. But I also think it's like a knife block is also very handy as well. Yep. A knife block is fantastic. And you mentioned their brand, Sabatier. Not cheap, Roisin. Go for the best. No, wedding present territory. <laughs> okay. What I would say is this sounds really funny, but for a small pocket and a, an absolutely fantastic stocking filler is the Muji potato peeler I scoffed at this I am right. a bit obsessed because I'm Irish about potatoes yeah okay? and you, aren't we all but this to me this is a classic kitchen utensil that gets overlooked the potato peeler well, well I How, love a potato peeler well, what's special about the Muji one it's absolutely the best potato peeler potato peeler I have and Muji, ever not used. an expensive brand Muji so. it is absolutely <laughs> classic I got it my son said him he gave it to me for Christmas what is that? And he said, you're going to love it. And he was right. It's unreal. It, it, to the, fo- the point that people in our home would occasionally compete over peeling potatoes. It is that much fun to use. It's very light. Well, touch. I tell you what, there are people fancy. in homes everywhere around the country now yeah. putting that on their list, uh, if, especially yeah, if they're put the it potato in a drawer. peeler. Oh, right. You don't need to leave it out. because it's. But it is absolutely brilliant. Dishwasher proof, accessible price. But it is one of those things, if you're Irish, you know you're going to use it. Don't be shy about it. Fantastic. All right. Well, they are a range of kitchen essentials from <laughs> Roisin Murphy. Some you can leave out, some best in the drawer. Uh, and that will get you all set for Christmas. And indeed, the kitchen fairy, uh, one of Santa, uh, Santa's elves, may drop them to you. Now, Roisin, each week yeah. you are bringing us a building of the week. This is one I particularly love. So tell me what it is we're going to talk about today. We are talking about Barrettstown Castle. Fabulous. The one that Gorgeous. is used, that is famously used by um, the Barrettstown Gang Camp. Exactly. Now it is it is an actual historical uh, place. It was first mentioned in 1547 and has been was was listed apparently as the property of the Archbishop of Dublin, but it was also owned by. Um, the famous Elizabeth of Arden and apparently she's the one that painted the door red. You know that Elizabeth oh, Arden red? Oh, the lipstick red. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, of course, Henry went... VIII would have purloined that or acquired it, let's say, during his his kind of blasting of the monasteries. And I, I am, I'd say that was definitely one of the buildings that was taken off the Archbishop of Dublin. So Elizabeth Arden, very, very yeah. uh, famous owner. And, and yes. yeah. She acquired from the Murrays who had owned it. Now, I have to say, I have been in it. 
um, we did a fundraiser many years ago and had to do a big barn conversion and got couches from Oxfam Furnishing at the time. And there was eye sculptures and all sorts of things. I think uh, Elevate PR with a big brand behind that, the big Irish uh, PR brand. And they invited us in, myself and an, an interior designer. It was a fantastic, I didn't really realise what Barrettstown does, but I also didn't realise that it had been gifted by Westons to the Irish state. Westons are the people that own Brown Thomas. Mm-hmm. And they gifted it on a, a tiny lease to the Irish state and they have gifted it to Paul Newman's charity. Wonderful. All uh, right. the, well, that the, is a very, the, the deceased, a very worthy um, winner. If for the Barrettstown camp. And I just think it for all of us at Christmas, I suppose it is that thing where you're thinking about other families that are in other situations. And this is such an important um, facility we have in the country. All right. And it is yeah. a beautiful building of itself. And it's, it's a gorgeous building. At, folks, yeah. yeah. Lovely inside. Very rich red colours. And when I was inside it, it had that thing where it had opulent Christmas colours like dark greens, mm. dark reds, very classic colours and interiors. Gorgeous. All right. Well, Roisin Murphy, thank you very much for bringing us that and indeed all of your tips. Uh, Lovely to talk to you again this week. Thank you. Find me on Roisin Murphy Instagram. Architect even. (laughs) Bye. Architect on Instagram. (laughs) Get my plug in. Right. Take care. And we'll pop up a picture of uh, Barrettstown Castle there for anybody who wants to have a look at it. And the potato peeler if you're very lucky. I'll give you an action. I'll show you some. An action shot. A video. I'll do an action (laughs) shot of me using it for anybody who's never seen it. All right, guys. Brilliant. All right. Lovely to talk to you. And we'll talk to you again next week. And that is all we have time for on the home show this week. So if there's a question uh, you'd like to ask Roisin or myself or you'd like to uh, topic you'd like to hear us cover or a guest you'd like us to have on then do please let us know we do read all of our texts at 53106 and all of the emails at the home show at newstalk.com uh, and don't forget to check out the home show podcast all of our greatest hits up on the news talk website thanks to the production team this week Gareth Mulhall Stephen McLoon was on sound and up next it's the Anton Savage show have a great weekend talk to you next week